Welcome to Sales Transformation brought to you by Leadium. In today's episode, we have Andy Paul once again, sales expert and author of Sell Without Selling Out. This time, Andy and Colin will be discussing the importance of tracking win rates and creating positive buying experiences. Colin, over to you. I want to circle back to something sure. you mentioned earlier because I've been I've been dying to ask you this and <laughs> and I just want to make sure that I heard you correctly. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I think I heard you say most sales teams are not even tracking win rates at all. That's my experience. Yes. How? So, <laughs> I'll just give you an example. So. We've been running this this cohort-based training program, uh, actually group coaching program called Selling School, and we're we're actually changing the the name to uh, Buyer Experience Bootcamp because we're really it's, we were teaching how to create positive buying experiences to increase your win rates, so now we're just gonna be a little more explicit in the name. But as the students came into this, and these were a range of, of sellers, range. With different experience levels, but from you know relative newbies, a handful to some people with 10, 15, 20 years experience with big companies, Google and so on. Less than five percent of the students knew their win rates as individual contributors. Now, if they don't know it, it means it's not being tracked, right? Yeah. So think about that. I mean it's, it's almost like this elephant in the room that nobody wants to acknowledge but you should as a seller you'd want you want to know this you shouldn't run from this this is this is this is again well i'm saying beyond the individual contributor like oh yeah managers leaders like how well, is this not something that's tracked well not only is tracked it's this is information that if you really want to dig into it again it's, it's there word. the data is there the data is there, and and again, one thing we're doing with my team is we're now starting to work with companies, help them understand the, like I said, the story that's telling them about where the revenue is coming from and where they need to focus going forward to unlock revenue opportunities. Yeah, it's just the lack of awareness, and and we're in this, yeah, you know, we're drowning in data. Now, is this something that you didn't realize until, you know, doing this work in selling school and and, and realizing like. Wow, there's a lot of teams that are not tracking this, and there's a I was real problem here. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I it's so 180 from the way that that I came up in my career, the way that I was coached and trained, is that yeah, we lived and died on this metric. <laughs> this was this was the most important thing, uh, and I always knew what my win rate was, and yeah, it it. Uh, it's shocking because, again, this is the buyer's vote on the value of the buying experience that they had with your seller. Yeah. And so this should be the single most important thing you're really focused on. You're saying, look, I'm trying to improve the effectiveness of our sales efforts. That's the metric you track. So let's shift a little bit here, right? Sure. So if I'm the seller, mm -hmm. let's say I'm losing more often than I'm winning. Maybe I'm losing 70% of the time. Mm. And my sales organization may not even think that's a problem, but I'm listening <laughs> to this and I'm realizing, hey, this is a problem. I should be yeah. winning more than I'm losing. Right. And, you know, there's only so I can, there's choices I can make around disqualifying deals and, you know, spending time with the people that I think are most likely to win. Uh, but 
how do I, what do I do as a seller to really level up the experience I'm giving to buyers yeah. to increase that win rate? Well, I, <laughs> should I be shamelessly self-serving and <laughs> of course, and say, uh, read my book. I wrote, sorry, the definitive guide on creating a positive buying experience. It's called Sell Without Selling Out. I know we're not here to promote my book, Which, but it's right here, right there. Sell Got without selling out. And uh, yeah, the world sort of divides into sellers who I, I say are selling out or sellers who are selling in and selling in selling out is the prototypical salesy, pushy, you know, pitch first before you understand type type salesperson, which is the way we fundamentally train people to be. Which is giving a bad buying experience. Which is giving a bad buying experience versus what I call selling in, which is really based around four innate human traits, uh, which are connection, curiosity, understanding, and generosity. And how you use those to connect with your buyer, build your credibility and trust, earn the right to get the answers to the the deep questions you need to ask with your curiosity. And I provide in the book, I provide six different types of questions that help you go deeper uh, than you know, most people will with their discovery. And the purpose being is to understand the things that are most important to the buyer you know, in terms of the problems they're facing, the challenges they face, and the outcomes they want to achieve. And as I talk about in the book is in every, every opportunity you work, there's something that I call the most important thing. And if you can f identify and understand what that most important thing is and who it's most important to, your odds of winning the business go up pretty substantially. And so and then the fourth part is generosity is basically how are you operating with a level of intention to help the buyer navigate their process, to quickly gather and make sense of the information they need to make a decision with the least possible investment of their time and energy and attention. And if you can do that, again, you're not guaranteed to win, but you're going to create this experience that's more in line with how the buyer wants to buy. And if you go back to the, the Gartner study, you know, of the nine most important factors influencing selection of vendors, number one was trustworthiness. Number two was adaptability of the seller to sell mm. in a way that aligns with the way the buyer wants to buy. And that's pretty much what I lay out in that book and a very simple framework to be able to put that to work. And yeah, it just works. You know, that's the things that we're, that we teach with uh, what was selling school. Now the buyer experience bootcamp is yeah. How do you use these four fundamental principles to create buying experiences that differentiate you from your competitors? Yeah. And if we think about those and if a lot of sellers are honest with themselves, they're, doing the opposite in a lot of cases, right? My yeah. selling process looks like trying to solve what's most important to me oh, in a lot of yeah. cases. Yeah, and that's the definition I give in the book of selling out is putting your own interests above those of the buyer. But this is, again, this is how we're training sellers. Go pitch your product to someone. Well, why are you pitching before you understand what's really important to the buyer? Because it has no value to them if you're doing that. So why don't you, instead of showing up and pitching, why don't you show up and ask some good questions? And again, in the book, I provide a list of, not a list of questions, a list of question types that start conversations at a level that you want to be at. And yeah, I'd like to say is that you know, we do a fairly good job of training 
humans how to be sellers, but what we're missing is how do we train sellers how to be more human. And if we succeed at doing that, then you will see an increase in, in the ability to create, again, positive buying experiences that lead to higher win rates. Yeah. Well, Andy, it's been great having you on again. Two final questions for you sure, as we wrap sure, things up. Sure. One, in your selling experience, can mm-hmm. you tell us what has been your biggest sales transformation? Ah. I probably learn how to learning how to sell big deals. Um I started my career selling rooms full of <laughs> of computing equipment. <laughs> um which were, yeah, reasonably sized deals, but mostly just small and mid-sized enterprises. Uh, worked for Apple in the very early days of Apple for a while, so I was doing a lot of channel stuff. And after doing that for a while, I was just like, yeah, I want to try something different and end up working for this company that was, yeah, selling big communication systems to big companies. And just by luck of a drop, end up working for a guy who became this great mentor and friend who just showed me a way that was perhaps, you know, informed the way I think about things is a little idiosyncratic and a little against, you know, unconventional, at least in, you know, in terms of the conventional wisdom. But it was, yeah, it was huge for me. And, um, yeah, sort of really changed my career in, in many respects from, yeah, sort of, doing channel stuff to suddenly selling big companies around the world and spent that particular phase of my career, spent 15 years yeah, doing that, uh, building sales teams that go out and sell really big deals, big companies all around the globe. And that was uh, a lot of fun. Everybody loves big deals. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not everybody has the aptitude for it and that's fine. No. And you know, it's not a personal knock on people. It just, it sort of worked for me because I always sort of, I have a, I have patience. I'm able to take the long view on a lot of things. And it's sometimes frustrating with people I'm dealing with it. I'm comfortable taking that long view. I'm comfortable with a lot of ambiguity that happens in the meantime. Um, but one of the things that this first mentor taught me is, is when you are working on opportunities that maybe a year, two years or more is how do you, how do you maintain momentum forward? Right. Mm. How do you how do you stay engaged at the level you need to be able to stay engaged at, and um, yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's if you get into it, I mean I think that it's it's probably the most rewarding thing you can do because again you're dealing with so many stakeholders, you're dealing with you know, big issues for companies and so many levels, just not your system but the financial aspect, the implementation aspect, so it touches almost every part of an organization. Yeah, I loved solving those problems. Interesting. Final question mm-hmm. is where is the best place for people to get into your world? I know you have a new podcast that's yeah. coming out. Yeah. About the time this episode comes out, uh, very excited about this is because I did almost 1200 episodes of my old podcast um, and then decided it was really time for something new. And I think the the markets changed, you know, sellers continue to evolve, the needs of the buyers continue to evolve and thought it was really time to uh, refocus and help people sort of refocus on the thing that I think is most important that we just talked about, which is win rate. So new podcast debuting July 5th called the win rate podcast subtitle is the science and art of great selling. And we're doing something really different, which is that, uh, it's not an interview podcast. 
instead is that every episode I've got uh, three guests and it's a roundtable discussion talking about topics uh, around sales effectiveness and win rates and buyer experience. And yeah, we've recorded a bunch of episodes already, even though we've just launched. And it's, yeah, great content, great discussions. I think people really enjoy it. We'll drop the link in there in the show notes so it's easy for everybody to find. Thanks again, Andy, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll have you back at some point. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends. It's the best way to show your gratitude for sales transformation so we can help reach more sellers and transform the way they sell.